after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, you are tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for America's Got Talent. Tonight we're going to be chatting about more of the audition, so stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hi everyone and welcome to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for America's Got Talent. We are being graced by Celine Tam's voice. We will chat about her in just a little bit. I am your host. My name is Danny Golub, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Golub. Fellow panelists, while well, you try not to cry while listening to the song, oh, that's, where, that's where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Liza.Rubin, and my heart will always go on. <laughs> I hope your heart does go on, because mine will too. <laughs> my name is Anissa Barr. You can find me at Anissa Barr with three R's at the end. So while we have her up, let's talk about her, because we're listening to her right now. Her name is Celine Tam, and her sister is named Dion Tam. So <laughs> her family, obviously, is a large Celine Dion group. Mm-hmm. Um, she sang this song. She's nine years old. She sang My Heart Will Go On, and she was absolutely spectacular. I was blown away by her control that she had. Um, we were talking about it a little bit before we went on air. Mm-hmm. I have to talk about how interesting it was to watch Simon watch her. Mm-hmm. Because he's such a trained ear for this kind of stuff, like listening for talent, and he can tell raw talent at such a young age that mm-hmm. watching him see what he saw in her was so unique. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I want to know exactly what, what he's, he's looking for. Thinking, Obviously yeah. for pitch and you know the sound, but... I just, I wonder what's going through his head when yeah. he's, he's listening. It was amazing. He, like, looks away and, like, presses that on his ear. Like, he really has an ear for it. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was so interesting. What do you guys think of her act in specific? Well, with Simon thinking about it, what I th- imagine what he's probably doing is, like you said, he's probably turning his head, you know, turning his head away, trying to listen, not trying to focus. Okay, this is a little girl. This is a nine-year-old. I want to hear the voice. I don't want to yeah. see the vision of this person. Um Overall, I thought she did pretty well. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, it doesn't – I wanted to compare it to Celine Dion. I was like, okay, I want to compare it to Celine Dion. But then as I kept rewatching and rewatching it, trying to give her uh, more chances, I'm like, okay, then at nine years old, mm-hmm. that's that's some Christina Aguilera stuff. That's true. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was kind of hard not to compare – well, obviously, you can't compare to Celine Dion. No, I mean, can. Covering someone like Celine Dion is a, is a hard feat. Exactly. To be able to do that at nine is – is definitely impressive. Especially when her entire act and her family were centered around Dion. I mean, <laughs> yeah, her younger yeah. sister's name is Dion. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I nuts. thought she was unreal, though. I, I was kind of skeptical at first, especially when she said she was going to sing Celine, just because she's so, yeah. you know, it's hard to cover. It's mm-hmm. hard to get to that, you know, kind of place with your voice. But I thought she was unreal. Yeah, and I think that, like, Simon was also probably listening for how good this girl is going to be with coaching, like with proper voice coaching, which right. I'm sure she hasn't had because she's so young. And like, mm-hmm. even if she has, like I doubt she's really been able to take too much of it yet. So I think that being able to have an ear for 
this is talented and it has so much potential is like mm-hmm. what Simon is really good at. Yeah. Um, I just wonder, you think that's what he thinks when he, or that was what he was thinking when he heard One Direction or any of the other actors? Yeah, like Kelly Clarkson. I mean, yeah, last yeah. season when he heard Grace Vanderwall and she ended up winning the million mm-hmm. dollars and Grace is like a huge star now. She has yeah. over a million followers on Instagram. Yep. Like she's huge. And all because of this show, she got the first golden buzzer last year and Simon, the second he heard her, was like, I believe we found the next Taylor Swift. Like, right. you are a pure God-given talent. And she wrote all her own music, and he made her into a star. And, like, he really is good at doing that. And I think that's what's so interesting about him is American Idol and now AGT and, like, X Factor, which is uh, um, One Direction, are some of the shows that you get real celebrities out of. Like, as much as I love The Voice and I cover that panel, I watch it every season, mm-hmm. there hasn't been anyone that's come out of that show that's, like, Jennifer Hudson, Carrie Underwood, no. One Direction, Grace Vanderwall. Yeah. Like, Simon finds celebrities, yeah. like stars. And I think the difference between The Voice and uh, America's Got Talent, X Factor, and American Idol is because The Voice, I feel, in my opinion, that they're more focused on the celebrities than more than just The Voice. Because I don't, I watch The Voice, but I don't know anyone that that is a star you care more about the coaches yeah i feel like that show cares yeah. more about the coaches than the star other than when you have americans got talent you have simon who is probably one of the greatest what you know producers, producers. Yeah, I, I do, so I it's, it's like whoa. i think having the coaches be singers does make it so like it's kind of about both like the coaches are always performing and they're performing with the artists right. and so yeah there is a little bit more of that whereas like Heidi Klum's not gonna like do a magic act you know what I mean yeah like, <laughs> so I, I do agree in that sense um Anyway, moving on. Uh, Celine was great. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to see more from her. Excited to see if she's like only going to cover Celine Dion Same. or if she's going to yeah. venture Something out. Different. I hope she does Adele. If she has that good of a voice, yeah. I hope she does Adele. I mean, I'm also interested to see oftentimes with these shows, they do get them like proper coaching and they right. get, you know, like all these shows have like a full staff of people. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if she like gets a lot better because she does have a lot of potential. Well, if Simon's there, so he makes stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. Simon, <laughs> makes, Simon it happen. makes it happen. Um, anyway, uh, the Men With Pans comedy duo was... <laughs> who were up first and so they were naked and they were dancing with pans I think we're, we're seeing or hearing a bit of them right now um, Simon and Mel both gave them X's what did you guys think? I don't know I think it's honestly I thought it was hilarious I thought it was so dumb but so hilarious so I definitely think it appeals to a certain kind of audience. Oh, Obviously, yeah. Simon was probably like, that's so stupid. He, he didn't say that. But I don't know. There's something so comical about it. What I mean, I the audience was laughing. They were, right. like, hysterical. Uh, what I want to see in Vegas, what I pay to see that, um, to be honest, I'd probably no, pay for Thunder from Down Thunder. Under. You, you wouldn't um, pay to see this in Vegas, but you would see it on the streets in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, in the streets in Vegas. They can make some good pocket change off of that one. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to Vegas in a few months now. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. This was very cringy. I was like, I, I feel like, I was like, okay, I got to watch, but then I was like, I don't want to watch, and then you never know something. Could sl- well, it did. And things did slip, but when... You look at it in Howie's perspective, it was so comedy. He thought it was hilarious. He thought this was gold. He probably thought this would make some good money. But at the end of the day, this is a family show. <laughs> and I'm surprised they were able to pull, have this on a family show, even though it covered you know, their uh, areas. But it was just, it was still cr- cringy to me. Yeah, it was a bit silly. I mean, this is the kind of thing that I feel like could do funny bits on YouTube or, like, would have a funny Vine channel or something, but, like, I don't know how appropriate it is for, like, a TV show, but, yeah, we'll see. Um, anyway, next up was the Just Jerk Dance Group. They were the South Korean group. They were in those, like, cool um, karate uniforms, mm-hmm. and what was so 
interesting about them was how they talked about how it's kind of their last chance to dance all together because a lot of them are going to like the military, which similar to like the Israeli army, it mm-hmm. seems like, which I have some um, familiarity with. Like everyone, I guess, at a certain age goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were pretty cool. It was like robotic hip hop kind of dance. What do you guys think? I felt like it was more like I was at a rave. And they were giving me like the the hand rave moves a little bit, but, but but like live, like you know what they're doing, and I'm just like, oh, am I supposed to be in a rave too? Like with their moves, <laughs> I don't know, just the music. I don't know. I thought it was so cool. I thought they were so in sync, really, which is really hard to master. Mm-hmm. Um, their floor work was amazing, and I love that they brought a little bit of South Korea into it. They brought yeah, they their did. own culture mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, so. yeah, they did. What um, I'm wondering though is that. You mentioned how they're going. Some of them are going to the military, and some of them are going to not be, you know, around to do this. What say some miracle happens and they do win, and what's going to happen? Well, maybe you know? I, I don't know. My thought so process when they said that was that like this was the last time that they would have that time to do it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So maybe like they are all in like a year from now. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, okay. maybe I'm sure they've happens. like kind of planned that out, but mm-hmm. maybe they have some like understudies. Who knows? <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, Anyway, next up was Anthony Pinoso. He is a lawyer who is now a singer, and he's in his <laughs> 50s and sang for his like wife that was 25 years younger than him. He was apparently the fastest four X's that has mm-hmm. ever happened on AGT. Mm-hmm. And as much as like it was a bit tragic, and I felt bad, I I, I hate the booing. It's kind of a it's kind of it's sad. Harsh. It's harsh. I feel bad. Like whenever someone gets booed off stage, yeah. I'm like, that must hurt their heart because these people like are going out there and they're putting themselves on stage yeah. and it's brave. They really think they're good, and the they judges give really horrible faces. Listen, I'm all for a good Simon Cowell. No, yeah, hard no. But at the same time, it's kind of like. He, he really did think he was a good singer, so it kind of breaks my heart a little yeah, bit. Like obviously, it's not what's going to win the show, and they <laughs> they do show a bit of this, like they did on American Idol. Like you show a couple of the funny ones just for kicks and giggles. But mm-hmm. what do you think? I just think that that's what they did. Was um, yeah. we're going to put you on because we need pe- more people to watch the show. You, they probably felt like people obviously will boo him and they did mm-hmm. and it was just something that they just added to the show yeah once the once the crowd starts going they like get all egged on together and they all start booing and then i'm like no yeah um, <laughs> but yeah anyway uh moving on from him i mean obviously he got x'd off he's not gonna be yeah. back but i mean good for him for putting himself out there and being brave yeah, enough to get right. on that exactly because i want to be able to do yeah, it same <laughs> he has a law degree to fall back yeah, yeah right? he always could be a lawyer and he's got a young hot wife so good That's for him true. he's yeah. living the life um anyway next up was jj phipps uh, a musician Musician who I also, to be honest, wasn't crazy about. He, like, I, I don't say this in a mean way, but I didn't feel like he was 100% sober um, when he was, like, he had this piano tied around his neck, and he was, like, doing screamo kind of music, and uh, Heidi X'd him. Like, I would have for sure X'd him if I had the opportunity to. I'm, like, always giving out golden buzzers, because I like <laughs> Like, this one, I was like, uh, no. What do you guys think? I don't know. I thought it was kind of ridiculous. And part of me... Part of me thinks that Mel B feels bad, or I don't even know, because she gives a yes to some of the weirdest acts that wouldn't have a chance. So, I don't know, a lot of me disagrees with Mel for the most part. When She's she, a softie. She is a softie, yeah. and I don't know, I'm, I'm more on Simon's, you know, you either got talent or you don't, so get off the stage. Well, while we're talking about Simon, real quick, um, we have a Twitter poll up right now, <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was the Twitter poll of our panel's choice for the night. Is Simon hot? Yes or no? I say yes. <laughs> What'd you Everyone? say? Everyone? I say yeah. I, oh, 
Simon. And? and? Oh. and? No. no. Okay, no. so we're, no. we're split here. So no. feel free to go vote on Twitter and uh, share your thoughts with us in the comments if you're interested. But, yeah, uh, I think Simon's hot. For some reason, like, the whole, like, power and, like, kind of hot dad thing he's a dope. going on now. He's a yeah. dope. It's working for him. I actually really like seeing this soft side because we, we were talking a bit about, like, how in American Idol he was very rigid and always mean. Like, seeing this kind of warmer side of him on AGT is making me, like, love him. Because he finally true. got a kid. Yeah, it's hard. I feel like yes, he's still really harsh and he's critical, but like I feel like it's in the right moments, and he also knows how to like be very loving. Like with some of the golden buzzers, um, he gave a golden buzzer to Mandy Harvey. She was on um, last week's episode, which we missed, so we could talk about it really quick. She is a deaf singer, and she writes her own music, and it was just the most beautiful story. She lost her hearing when she was Mm eighteen, and now she's twenty nine, so she hasn't had hearing for like ten years. She didn't sing for quite some time, and now she's singing again because she figured out how to feel the vibrations through the floor, mm-hmm. which is just absolutely amazing. Um, and Simon gave her the golden buzzer, and I was like, waterworks. I was mm-hmm. sobbing at my desk watching this. But this is a moment where I'm like, this is the Simon that I love that is like so passionate about what he does and really does genuinely care about these artists. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was incredible. Yeah. I mean, she sounded like everything was perfectly fine. Like, she just... You would know. never know. Exactly. You would never know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, she's great, but in my opinion, I don't think she deserved the golden buzzer because she has a great voice, but I still wanted to see a little bit more of different songs that she can challenge because she is, you know, deaf, and I want to see what other music she can adapt to while, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. going to progressing more. I That's think true. the only reason I would hesitate about any of these golden buzzers is because they're, like, all singers, and... That happens a lot on this show because I feel like they're really easy to have, like, an emotional pull with it, which always does get the golden buzzer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's always, like, a couple, like, big, amazing dance acts that get it, and then there's always, like, a couple singers that get it, but, like, you never see the really good magician get it or, like, the really good comedian, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, those are why I watch this show. Mm -hmm. So it sometimes is a little unfortunate for me because I could watch The Voice, I could watch American Idol, I could watch every competition show on TV if I want to see singing. Mm -hmm. So... Right. It's, I always right. find that, like, they kind of get all the golden buzzers, so then those people, you know, kind of get the biggest, like, followings off the bat, the most views on YouTube, and so, yeah, there is a bit of a dichotomy there, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, anyway, that was a golden buzzer from from last week. Um, the next group up today, while we're talking about singing, Danelle Damon and the Greater Works. This was the choir group that, like, really got me going. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that gets me going, like, a good gospel choir. <laughs> I loved it. The, that main woman, they sang This Little Light of Mine, a really cool um, reworked version of that. I always love when they're like able to rearrange music in a really cool way. But I had like the chills. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I felt like this was like Sister Act Part Five. <laughs> yeah. I was like so into it. I felt like you know, praise the Lord. Jesus was like just like <laughs> just like you know what um, uh, how he said you took a Jew. To church, yeah, oh, and I thought that oh, was yeah. really cool. No, can Hello, I tell you? Guilty. <laughs> Same. I've been to gospel. I'm Jewish, but I've been to gospel church, and it is I just it. so fun. It's so energetic, and I loved it. it. I thought they did something so different with it, and I wanted to sing along. I didn't know the song, obviously, but this I wanted to sing along. Love it. I don't. I love it. Anyway, um, yeah, they were amazing. I always find it really impressive when they can make that like lead singer in a choir stand out but mm-hmm. also like support her so mm-hmm. well. I hate when like the choir is really amazing but then the lead doesn't like carry it well. This woman 
was a powerhouse. She was Passionate. so, so good. Like, she made me feel the music. It was a really, right. really good performance. And one thing I liked about this is that they all, it wasn't just like a typical choir that you usually see just sitting down. They're just moving. Dancing. Dancing, and then they there mix was. their own little beat to it, which mm-hmm. was awesome. There was, was choreography. Like, there was like, ooh. Yeah. And there was like, there was like <laughs> things happening. They were frozen for a second. Yeah, yeah. they were. But that's what, kind of what I, I loved about it, is they made everyone feel so included, and there was no separation of it was high energy. Not, yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. just wanted to be included, yeah. which is great. I really loved it. I want to go to their church. <laughs> Same. Whatever. Yeah. Well, they're from, they're also from all over the country, which yeah. I found so impressive, because I was like, what, do you rehearse this over Skype? Like, <laughs> how do you, like, get your notes so yeah they were like so on pitch the whole time it was really fun to watch um next up was evie claire and while we're just talking about all these as i'm thinking about them i'm just like this is why i watch azt like these are good act after good act after good act like i feel like maybe the first week was like a little bit slower for me but i feel like the show has really picked up since then um this next act we're going to talk about evie claire she's the 13 year old girl who sang arms by christina perry and we said she sounds so yeah. similar to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was singing for her dad, who is suffering from stage four colon cancer, which is just a very, very yeah. sad story. And it was like really heartbreaking to watch her, you know, like get through that story on stage. Um, but I thought her voice was like really airy and like whimsical and kind of reminded me of like, you know, Florence and the Machines. Kind mm-hmm. of it was. It was. It was yeah. cool. What do yeah. you guys think? What do you think? I thought it was different. I really, I loved her. I'm gonna be honest. It didn't quite do it for me. Um, mm-hmm. I thought she was so cute. I thought she was so brave. I mean, obviously she was, you know, crying. Yeah, getting up there up. and saying that story. But once she started singing, she really lit up. It didn't phase her, and she completely had the confidence to mm-hmm. go through with the song. Um, I don't know if it was the song choice or, you know, I don't know. I, she was great. Just, I wish I could have seen a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the, yeah. the song didn't have, like, a lot of, like, long runs or... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, she sounded just like the singer. Um, I I hope we see different songs from her than just the, this type of flow of music. It's a calm, very calm, very relaxing. I feel like I could just drive, uh, you know, on Huntington Definitely Beach. Definitely a driving you song. Know, yeah, mm-hmm. going to the beach type of you know flow of her voice. And I really, honestly, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. And I think that the only problem is, is like there are so many talented singers this year in this competition, and so many of them are such powerhouses that it sometimes is hard for someone with mm-hmm. like a kind of more quiet voice to stand out from that crowd. So I guess we'll have to see what else she's able to bring to the table. I'm glad she made it through. Yeah. We'll get to see more from her. And yeah, uh, she was she was very cute too. She's she like was. really yeah. cute. She's from this like town with no people in Arizona. They <laughs> yeah. like, oh they like God. have a jail, and um, like you have to drive 30 minutes to get milk. Um, Next up was Darcy Callis, and he sang a really cool rearranged version of God Only Knows and played it on piano. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs of all time. I really think it's special when an artist can take a cover and make it sound so different than the original in the best way possible. Because, mm-hmm. like, the Beach Boys are iconic, mm-hmm. and oh, it's yeah. like we were talking about with Celine Dion, it could be kind of hard to cover someone who is such a legend. So to be able to make it your own, I think, helps you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I want to buy that cover. Yeah, exactly. I easily want to go down on the cover yeah. right now. I mean, I, I love the Beach Boys, so I have a, a soft spot for that. Yeah. But he honestly was incredible, and that would go on my chill album and Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I find this really, really, really entertaining because the Beach Boys ha- is a group, yeah. and he's just, the kid is just one singer. Mm. And him to manage the different, you know, harmonies. Harmony, and stuff, yeah. exactly, was 
really different and very inspiring to yeah, be able I, to I do agree. that. There was someone on The Voice this season named Hunter Plake, and he was able to kind of take songs that are classics and rearrange them to his own. And I always bought his song on iTunes. So on The Voice, they let you buy their versions on iTunes. Here, they, they unfortunately don't. I wish they would with the singers because yeah. that was such a cool version, and I really would want that one myself. Yeah. Um, Something uh, out of uh, Americans Got Talent. I was watching like um, Ireland's Got Talent, oh. and this little boy was singing an Ed Sheeran song, and it sang it beautifully. And I wanted to buy it, I know. but you can't you because can't. You, you know I can just play the YouTube version yeah. over and over, yeah. and have to like listen to Tyra Banks talk at the talk, end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, thanks for subscribing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, next up was Bello Knock, who's a circus performer, and I love acts like this on AGT because you really only see them here. There was someone, um, the Ukrainian guy, a few years ago who did the giant ladders and he climbed up really high ladders like this and he actually had a horrific fall on the live show so I was nervous this whole time because I was like please don't happen again I think Simon was probably doing the same thing you always see Simon like shaking in his boots because he's like I don't want to get sued Um, but he's a circus performer he went on this super tall pole and I'm afraid of heights so watching it like swing and have him hang was like making my stomach turn inside out but I guess that's like why you watch the show because where else are you going to see this on TV that's true okay I have to be biased again I don't like clowns. I yeah. never have. They kind of scare me. So part of me is always, like, a little disappointed when we see a clown. I agree he was a little bit different. Um, but as we talked about before, it's really hard to get that wow factor, especially when you've seen so many auditions and so many amazing, you know, people that do stunts like this. So he claimed to be, I think, the daredevil comedian. Um, and that he was, but yeah. it didn't It didn't wow me. I commend him for climbing up I think it was a light lamp or a pole that's yeah, so really large. High. Yeah, tall up. But I, it didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun. my God. This was so cool. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to climb that? And I was so intrigued on how he climbed it because that takes a lot of time you have to be out strong. of your day. Yeah, he do was that. Fast. But, like, his personality kind of reminded me of, like, a Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. So does. I was like, I cringed a little bit with it because I was like, that's a little weird. Oh, Pee But I love Daredevil stuff. I love all that, you know, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah, so Usually AGT has, like, a whole Daredevil episode where we get to go outside yeah. and, like, see people, like, do car stunts and stuff. So maybe we'll oh, that's to see cool. more, mm-hmm. more scary things. Um, He's also a seventh-generation performer, which I thought was kind of cool. You mentioned yeah. that in his intro. Like, that's cool. I'm a seventh generation nothing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's a grandpa. Yeah, at 47 years old. do you know that can do that? My grandpa cannot. <laughs> Bless his soul, but no. Um, next up was the uh, haughty magician Tom London. Mm. He is a British, like, where did he come from? He is so cute. Um, he is unreal. So he did this trick that for anyone who's watched in the past, he kind of reminds me a bit of Collins Key from um, a few seasons ago. He does these tricks where he kind of has a number already written on a whiteboard that's pre-recorded beforehand, kind of gathers the numbers throughout, mm-hmm. and then puts it up on the board. What do you guys... Th- I mean, it was, like, really just mind-blowing. It was crazy. Okay, well, f- first, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, Tom London or Simon Cowell, which is hotter. Oh, my gosh. Don't even... My, my British voice. Um, oh, she goes for the Brits. I guess, I guess I'd have to go with Simon, just because, like... You know, I, I feel like I've known him for longer. Yeah. History. You guys have, you guys have better, we have history. Uh, better past. <laughs> we have history. I mean, Tom is like a new fling, whereas Simon's like a long time love. So. Uh, watch out, Simon. <laughs> what about you? Simon. Oh, You'd probably say Tom because you don't like Simon anyway. No, I, 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 I pick no, none. Uh-huh. I'm none. I like, anyway, I like Irishmen. There we go. <laughs> Back to the act. Anyway, he was incredible. Um, 
I mean, he gathered like a number from each person in the audience had like oh I don't even know it was, it was like mind-blowing and he had all the phones yeah. involved and the yeah, math that's what I the... don't get is the phones because everyone kind of raised their phone in the air and then he was able to kind of do this with his hands and it all changed a different color and then he only made some turn red it was crazy I have no idea what I loved about that. this is like when you involve the entire audience like that you know and like picking random people you know that they're not like planted you know what I mean because yeah. I always wonder with magicians I'm like well did they know that person was going to be there this time it was like the entire group and the and the and both the judges and random people from the audience. So mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was like super real. And the video that was recorded was like yeah. obviously on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. yeah, definitely. This was like I was really mind blown that he got Howie Mandel's anniversary when Tyra, I mean Heidi Klum modeled, modeled mm-hmm. yeah. Mel B's record, mm-hmm. and then um, I forgot Simon. <laughs> what did he? Simon, Simon, how many artists? Yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forty, forty-seven or something like that. But the fact that he was able to do that, I'm just like, oh crap! I I could never. I would. I would never guess random numbers. But like, he also didn't get those numbers himself. He got them from other people. So it's like somewhere between magic and mentalism. Like Mm -hmm. he with with mentalism, it's like you kind of. I feel like those mentalists convince people to say and do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was another magician, um, uh, Collins Cloud. The, I think he might have also been British, actually. I'm not quite sure. But he um, had the white cat Oscar thing that was in the oh, box and had the, great. like, coins. And so he did some, like, modern-day Sherlock Holmes guy. He kind of did some mentalism as well that was also somewhere between mentalism and magic. But what I liked about Tom London's is, like, how big of a performance value it has. It mm-hmm. kind of, like, filled the whole room. And sometimes when it's just one person on a stage, I'm like, well, could this really be a Vegas show? It's just one guy standing down there. Like, is that really going to fill the space of a huge arena but this did because he involved everyone's phones he went out on the street it was a video a whiteboard like big things Mm -hmm. that really like Blake Voigt when he did his magic like he went from one area of the amphitheater all the way across it's like being able to do stuff like that makes it worth somebody's money right to include everyone in the room and also what I liked about him is that he kind of brings it to the modern age I mean I don't know of any magician or mentalist that uses technology to their you know power in a trick so I mean it was an original trick he made it up himself and he said that he got a lot of the influence from his dad he used to work with computers a lot um, and programming so I just thought that Mm -hmm. was so cool I think this is a Vegas show that I would watch if he includes the audience because this is not a one man show Mm -hmm. this is more of an audience yeah he seems like he's going to do that and I'm really excited to see what else he has in store because it seems like he probably has a lot of tricks up his sleeves pun intended Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, next up was the De Niro guy impersonator he impersonated like I don't know, Jack Nicholson, and, like, all these different uh, celebrities. Um, He got X'd, and he got a lot of booze again, which always, like, kind of breaks my heart, but I didn't particularly like it. What did you guys think? I mean, I'm a De Niro fan, but what I liked (laughs) about it is that he kept in character the entire time. You know, he kind of had a sucky act, but when everyone started booing at him, he was like, what is that? What is that? I don't know. He he obviously did it better than I did. He definitely committed. Yeah, exactly. I don't know... If we could see it as a Vegas show, I mean, obviously he got X, but I could see him outside of, you know, Again, the Bellagio. Again, another Vegas, another Vegas <laughs> street performer. Walking around by Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. We get that on Hollywood Boulevard, though. We do. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> he can hang here. He doesn't have to travel we'll far. Him. We'll keep him. This yeah. act, I liked it in the beginning, kind of reminded me of an old school um, 90s mob type of look. Uh, his voice and everything, but then when he got to his act, I'm just like, okay, now I don't, I don't get it because what mm-hmm. you were doing in the beginning had a lot of laughs, made Howie laugh, 
And I got into it a little, got into it, started getting a little bit into it in a little bit. And then when he started doing the voiceovers, I just didn't get it. Kind of lost mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of when the audience started booing him as well. So, that's true. you know, I mean, best of luck to him in his future endeavors. I, <laughs> I think, like, if anything, these guys get, like, a huge platform to get their, like, even smaller careers started. They get mm-hmm. to be in front of millions of people, like, in homes all across the country and world, if you count YouTube and stuff. So, hey, any publicity is decent publicity. People are going to forget he was booed and remember that he was on AGT. You know what I mean? Right. Someone will see that's him on the true. street and be like, oh, I remember seeing you. So... Oh, well, good for him. Um, <laughs> anyway, our golden buzzer of last night was the Light Balance Dancers. They were so freaking cool. I mean, I, my mouth was like jaw-dropped to the ground the whole time. What a cool group. Like, this is why I watch this show, to see stuff like this. They were so unique and different. Mm-hmm. They're like this Ukrainian group. I would 100% pay to see this in Vegas. Oh, yeah. The music mix was amazing. What do you guys think? I... Like I said before the um, before we went on air, this reminds me of a modern day jo- modern day Jobby Walkies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I said their name right. Um, this was the most entertaining thing I've ever seen um, when it comes to reality TV. Like I said in the beginning, I want that girl to win. That girl's gonna win. I oh, changed yes. my mind. Change your mind. <laughs> change your mind. I think winner. these guys are going to win. New winner well, for I, me, I so. think they definitely have potential to win. Yeah. And like, I, for, when I was watching this, I didn't know how many of them there were. <gasps> no, me neither. No I thought there was like four but or it's five. Just, can you imagine how hard it is to get the synchronicity of, you know, the dance moves yeah. and the lights and mm-hmm. to not bump into each other? That's what it's I would perfect. have a problem with. Yeah. I'd smash into everyone if I couldn't dark see anything. Too, you can't see. I know. Yeah, and... I mean, I just wanted to take a close-up of their outfits, too, and how they were able to kind of make it mm-hmm. go and sink. And I don't know. I loved it. It's, it's even hard to talk about while we're watching it, because I'm just trying to yeah. focus so yeah. hard on it. It honestly is, like, one of the cooler things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Tyra gave them the golden buzzer, which I thought was fun, because, you know, she doesn't technically, I don't think, have one, but she just kind of mm-hmm. ran out there and gave it, because yeah. I, I think if she didn't give it, someone else should have, because yeah. they, they were very well-deserving. The only thing that bums me out about that is now we don't get to see them until the I live know. show. I oh, wonder, yeah, that's right. a shame, because, like, I want to see them next week, and the week after, and the week but after. But then that's a good thing, too, because then now we get to be like, okay, now we cannot wait to see these yeah. guys. Yeah. I think, like, it'll be cool to to see how they do live as well because they get to go straight oh, to yeah. the live shows oh, yeah. and so it'll be interesting to see like how, how they mix, know, it, up how they mix it up and yeah, also true. with them they have a lot of time to practice and to learn different to techniques yeah. and moves and music and all that Definitely. fun stuff um, to be at the live and show. while we're talking about golden buzzers there's one more that we hadn't touched on um, Christian Gardino he's the 16 year old and he sang Who's Loving You by the Jackson 5 and um, how he gave him the golden buzzer by the way he looked and like how nervous he was I so did not see that voice coming out of that body. He's so sweet. He's so sweet. He was very, very talented, mm-hmm. though. He, like, commanded the room. Yeah. Right, but that's what I love is, you know, I obviously feel so bad, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, are they, you know, going to belt okay? it out? Yeah, yeah. is he going to be okay? Is he going to faint? Is he going to cry? But <laughs> they walk out, and they're kind of, you know, a different person. They're kind of more subdued and shy, and then you see their talent just brings out this confidence in them. It like, does, yeah. He sounded like a completely different person. He, it felt like a different person when he was singing. So you can see how much of this, you know, talent is a part of their lives, and it's just what they love to do, and they wouldn't be themselves without it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that like he may not be the most confident guy walking around is that he didn't really even tell any of his friends he was doing this but like his friends are gonna be calling him now because he (laughs) just like got the golden buzzer on AGT and made himself the coolest kid in school yeah Yeah. and especially with uh, talent like this you always see somebody at least very shy because they're probably like whoa like I've never really performed in front of a big audience like this This so that's probably he was so nervous and then all of a sudden 
he sings beautifully and you're just like oh my gosh like now you wonder why he was so ner- you know why yeah. were you so nervous it before ma- it, it makes me think like when I'm like at work or like does someone have like an amazing talent I don't know about like is my boss like casually like an amazing dancer or something yeah, <laughs> yes. when you're not in there who knows you know you never know like you would never think just by looking at this kid that he'd have this like crazy powerful voice mm-hmm. um, and then there's one more act I just feel like I have to talk about that we missed last week I apologize everyone was traveling things were happening we missed some acts but we're back now um Tony and Jordan, the identical twins who did magic, Mm -hmm. they did iPad magic, which has to be so perfectly choreographed and on time, Mm -hmm. and they did it so well, and I thought it was so cool that they started with just Tony, and then Jordan comes out from the woodworks, and then they had another set of identical twins come out towards the end, like, the, the, the synchronization between the sleight of hand and the iPad magic and the choreography had to be, like, perfect. Oh, yeah. Can I tell you, in the beginning, I saw one of the twins... Um, and then I think I took a bite of my dinner and I looked up, <laughs> I swear, and there was two people and I was like, I don't remember there being happen? two people, but maybe I just didn't see it. And it just shows you how fast and how precise so their timing was. Mm-hmm. I was just amazed. And they were pulling out of the screen and throwing things back into the screen and the weather. It was crazy. It really was. Well, I feel like I should watch this act because yeah. I, I didn't we see it. We missed this one. Yeah. yeah. No, no, this one, this one was amazing. It's definitely one, one to check to out. I think that they are going to go far in this competition. Um, so from tonight's acts, let's do some predictions. Mm-hmm. Where do we think out of this group are we going to have some people that go all the way to the end? Um, Your After Buzz TV predictions. Hmm. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Or happy to go first. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm, I'm going to stay away from the golden buzzers because I think we all can agree that the light balance dancers are going far. I see um, Tom London going very far out of this group from tonight. I think that people love this kind of magic, and once it gets to the live shows, people will vote for that kind of magic, because sometimes the close-up magic, like we saw the guy uh, last week with the coins that was amazing with the rose petals. Mm -hmm. As cool as that was, this, I think, like attracts like a wider audience, because it's so big, and it has such a huge production value, and I think there's so much more you could do with it, um, that I see him making it to be, like, one of the final magicians, at least, on the show. That's true. I'm going to head kind of in that direction. I'm going to go with Colin Cloud. Um, The way I kind of judge the acts is by my attention span, because Mm. sometimes, like, I'm looking at the TV, and I'm like, I'm glued, and other times... It's easy to, like, get distracted and, like, look at your phone and look down. Yeah, exactly, but he had my attention the entire time. I loved his trick. Um, The whole time I was just wondering, how does he do that? And I probably should have Googled mentalist, because I wanted to know. Part of me, like, when I watched them... I just, I don't want to know, but I also want to know so badly. Yeah. When Blake Voigt was here last year on After Buzz, I, he did a trick, and I was like, how do you do it? No, don't tell me. No, tell me. No, don't tell me. It's like, and you want to keep it a secret, but you also, you want to know. I've never know. looked any of them up, either, because like I always think, I was like, well, I can, and I can know how they do this. The only one that I actually ever looked up was the clairvoyance from last season, because I needed to know. They, they like, did some crazy stuff. If you guys haven't seen them, check them out on YouTube. They were the fi- second place of last season, and I, like, had to know had how to they know. did yeah. stuff. See. It's not even verified because they kind of like make up their own tricks too. So like it's just speculation, but mm. yeah. I don't know. I loved Colin also because he has that Chris Angel factor and I'm he does. Chris Angel mind freak. Kind of like a weird Yeah, vibe, so I could yeah. I, I don't know, I want him to come up to me near the Luxor in Vegas and just be like, <laughs> trick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which one? I think the girl think? uh that we had at the at the last name I totally Celine Tan. Yeah, no, oh. the last one of this episode with her dad um, living in the house. She lives in a small town. I, oh, oh, Evie. Evie, there we go. Um, I think she will go far in this uh, competition. Um, Evie Claire. I hope she, I predict that she'll probably be in the top 
10? You see? Top, top 10. Oh, okay. At least top 10. Yeah. I mean, I could see it. I definitely could. I think that if she, like, switches up and does some, you know, more powerful songs, mm-hmm. if she has the capability to do that with her voice, she definitely could make it quite far. Yeah. Um, well, if anyone would like to continue the conversation with us on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere, please tweet us, call us. Anything, email, text, yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you must. Um, if, if you, you have our phone numbers. Yeah, if you want to find me on anywhere on the internet, you can find me at Danny Golub and fellow friends. Where can they find you? Well, my name is Anissa Barr. You can find me at Anissa Barr with three R's at the end. And my name is Liza Rubin. You can find me on Instagram at Liza.Rubin. And you can always chat to us in the comments below. We will always have a look and comment back. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you again next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 